Trash Pits. Well, it's Thursday, and we're back with another Days of the New News of the Day. What's good, Kevin? Man, I will tell you what is good is this delicious three fingers of scotch in the ice cube. Uh, sounds like a faraway gull just singing my name, beckoning me to see. What uh, what kind of scotch? Uh, Costco. <laughs> Costco scotch. <laughs> Uh, good old Costco Speyside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So it's our uh, second show after the new year. Uh, and I finally opened up our Spotify for podcasters. Didn't know mm. that was a thing. Apparently, 34 people listen to this show more than any other podcast. And to those people, I say, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like, have the daily or something? No, but for real, thanks for listening. Uh, Seriously, means a lot. thank you. Um, but y'all are twisted. Uh, also, we got first-time listeners in Iceland and Belgium, which is super tight. Both of those countries are really high on my places to visit when fucking Americans are allowed back in again, which isn't looking very likely anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I did look at our metrics on, a, uh, on the podcasting platform that we use outside of Spotify, and we have listeners in 48 states with two noticeable exceptions hmm. number one and we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about both of them but the the one that really perplexed me uh was north dakota and i did okay. a little bit of research and in next week's mosh pit i'm going to follow up with the miss the the new metal black hole that is north dakota okay i like it yeah uh number one in the country in covid infections i think no shit yeah well, All right, well, enough people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. So, uh, Rock Media went out hard this week with a story about original Cold Chamber bassist Raina Foss. Uh, it was reported across Blabbermouth, Lambgoat, Consequence, Metal Sucks, and all the other heavy music outlets, and even on finance.yahoo.com for some reason. Uh, that Raina went missing from her group home in September and that no one knew where she was, uh, all the way down to the police acknowledging that she was reported missing. So I got a million messages about that. The, the show's uh, Instagram account got, got messaged. But the good news is she was found. Uh, her daughter went public with a post that they spoke the day before, and police have acknowledged that she isn't missing. So it's just Oh, that's great. A, I didn't know that. Yeah, kind of a weird story. But the photo of her that ran with the article looks like Max Mom from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Time time has not been kind on Reyna. Um, oh at first, God. I was like, holy shit, she looks so old. But she's 51, and I'm 40. We are yeah. old. Time gets us all in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's either time or meth, and Reyna got it both. Both barrels. <laughs> I would like to know what's up with the group home situation. <laughs> hey, you know, it's like, think of it as like a slumber party but also you probably sucked dick at some point for drugs <laughs> oh god well uh moving on no i'm good i got nothing else to say all right the 2022 Grammy Awards have officially been canceled. Uh, scheduled for January 31st, the event has been rescheduled for an unannounced future date since fucking everybody still has COVID. New Metal Heroes, Deftones, and Rob Zombie were nominated for Best Metal Performance, and Deftones also got the Best Rock nomination for Ohms, which absolutely slaps if you haven't heard it. 
who gives a fuck about the Grammys? I, I don't know. I feel like every single year it's like the nominees for best metal are like Deftones, um, Dream Theater. Yeah, maybe Mastodon's in <laughs> yeah, there. Oh, Mastodon definitely is this year. Go Gyra. Like, <laughs> who gives a f- Like, I can understand if, like, back in the day, if you got, like, the Grammy nod, that would instantly up your physical sales. But who gives a shit? Like, Lone Wolf is probably getting more streams right now right. than uh, half the people on there. No shit. I, I, I remember um, when Deftones beat out, I think it was Slipknot for their song. Deftones' song Elite, I think, beat out Slipknot's like Wait and Bleed for the Grammy. And I was like, I don't know that's, about that. That's, that's kind tough of a tough one. call, though. Yeah, I guess. All right, uh, on to newer shit. Vane dropped a new single. Uh, Vane FM. Vane.fm. I when did That's new. They changed their name in our off period, so we missed it. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh I I'm sure there was some sort of uh like the the algorithms were not kind to of Vane. They really needed to differentiate. Yeah. Oh, I mean I was wondering if there was an older band named Vane that may have uh fired off oh, a little Vane stained, uh yeah, yeah. probably like, <laughs> oh now's my time. Right. Well, anyway, the new single is called uh, The Killing Womb. Uh, it's heavy as shit. Uh, it's definitely closer to hardcore than to new metal, but their album Arizona was mostly new metal, so it counts mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, and it, as Vane gets more hardcore, Code Orange gets more new metal. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, uh, C- Code Orange has completely like abandoned hardcore in favor of like that perfect like trench coat era of new metal. Whatever pays the bills, man. I guess. If it if it does pay. I mean, it can't. It can't pay the bills. No. No. You don't wind up living in group homes if it pays the bills. <laughs> uh, speaking of other new metal crime, Danny Carey from Tool has a court date next week after his arrest at the Kansas City airport on December 12th. Uh, he was arrested for misdemeanor assault after getting into a scuffle with airport security and allegedly repeatedly jabbed the guy in the chest with his finger and called him a fucking track six over and over again. Wow. Yeah, for our new listeners, track six on Korn's first album is titled after a slur against gay folks that we don't want to say on this show, but is what Danny Carey called the security guy. <laughs> Come on, you bundle of twigs. <laughs> Come on, you British cigarette. Let's go. <laughs> So anyway, Carrie was in town to play the drums at a Kansas University basketball game with the pep band, which is the least metal thing that has ever happened in the entirety of the whole world. No, good God. Yeah. So they back up the rider truck with his insane drum kit. It's like gongs and shit. Yeah. And what? All they want to do is like, uh, what's that song? Poker face. And he's like over there, like shoving He's shoving ayahuasca plants up his ass and getting ready to open his third eye for his 20-minute solo. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's the kids over there getting ready for, like, the three-throw competition for the, to get free ice cream at Carvel. I don't know what happens at basketball games. I, 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 don't, I don't either. Carvel's still a place. <laughs> Got me. At the uh, time of his arrest, he was wearing a Kansas City Chiefs jersey, so I'm also pretty sure he was at the Raiders-Chiefs game that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been to a Chiefs home game at Arrowhead, you will know that the whole crowd is composed of nothing but screaming drunken hillbillies. Mm. Yeah, I'm no shit, dude. I was tailgating once, and the people in the spot next to us just kept playing Let the Bodies Hit the Floor over and over again while shooting Fireball at 8.30 in the morning. 
So naturally, you know, calling a security guard a slur at the airport a few hours later, eh, who knows? Par for the territory. He took a page from uh, Coach Gruden's playbook. (laughs) (laughs) I am not sure how this will affect their tour, which kicks off on January 10th in Eugene, Oregon, if he has a court date in Kansas City on the 13th. So we'll see. But uh, they will be in Vegas on January 22nd. So I think I may try to go to that one. Uh, Mr. Carey, you cannot astral project into the courtroom. We actually need you to uh, come in. <laughs> Just projects like his sinewy muscle form. <laughs> Shows up in court like a tool album cover. <laughs> um, well, to close out this week's news, we have a Pantera and Incubus crossover. The fuck we do? Uh, what? Uh, on the Talk To Me podcast, hosted by Joshua Toomey from Primer 55, which wow. is a name I haven't heard since 1996, probably. <laughs> um, uh, Brandon Boyd told this story about the 1999 Black Sabbath tour, which featured Pantera as direct support and Incubus as the opening act. That'd be an awesome show. So I saw OzFest 99, and I know Incubus and Pantera were on the bill. And I can't remember if it was Sabbath or if it was Ozzy that headlined. But I feel like that, like Ozfest swallowed that tour at some point. I don't remember. Yeah. Damn, though. Pantera. Okay, I'm sorry. We're getting ahead of Yeah, but this, that was also the show where Pantera, where Phil Anselmo started yelling at the crowd saying, I want to see the light bouncing off of every skinhead's head in, the, in attendance while you jump up and down. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A- he got He's really, really deep into the heroin there and started talking about, like, you know, as a proud white man. And I got black friends, but as a proud white man. <laughs> right. Well, is it his new band called, like, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it was a finally a bridge too far after Dimebag Dimebag Joe had to die. And then... Uh, Phil Ensemble's drunk ass gets up on stage, Sieg Heils, and screams white power. Yeah. Captured on video, happen. and finally people are just like, ah, oh, well, Pantera, though, was really good. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll make you a deal. We we get far beyond Driven, the metal community gets far beyond Driven, and Cowboys from Hell, and we will give back Black Label Society. Perfect. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to read from uh, Brandon Boyd's direct quote here. All right. There was a moment on that tour where the guys in Pantera, well, they used to make fun of us for wearing baggy jeans because it was the 90s and they weren't really the baggy jean type bands. And we celebrated our differences, I'll say, but at one point it became like a joke. And at one point, Dimebag and a couple other guys came to our dressing room with a platter that had brand new Wrangler jeans on it and Jack Daniels with shot glasses. (laughs) And they came in. I think it was Dime who said, y'all jeans fit wrong. Put these on. These will fit you right and take these shots. (laughs) Who are we to say no to these guys? I remember squeezing on these like Wrangler jeans and I think I still have them somewhere. And I took a shot and I almost threw up. Never been a big drinker. But yeah, they were, even if they didn't like our band, they were supportive, which is kind of awesome. Uh, Phil. And Dimebag were supportive. Or, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, Vinny. Vinny and Dimebag were supportive. I could see those guys right. being really rad. Rex, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody but Phil, really. Yeah. I uh, Before um, Vinny died, uh, I used to see him all the time in Las Vegas. He lived out here. Oh, really? So I'd see him at shows. Like, I went to go see this... this 
there's a band called Metalachi that does like mariachi covers of like classic metal songs. Yeah. Uh, and they were just giving out free tickets because nobody was going. And I looked and like Vinny was there just like grooving out. He always had these two huge like new metal looking bodyguards with him, <laughs> like, you know, bandanas on their heads and shit. Yeah. And then I was at the Link Hotel on the Strip. I, I used to work there. And I was coming out of the bathroom, and I literally walked right into Vinnie Paul, like collided with him. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And I was like, oh, shit, you're Vinnie Paul. Okay. Walk on he home, still had, He still had that, like, sideburns that looked like he ripped off, like, duct tape to make stripes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, like, 58. <laughs> Every, everything I have heard about those guys is that they were awesome. So, rest in peace. Yeah, Don and Vang, drunk on Jaeger Monster all the time. Yeah, how can he not be? Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that just about wraps up uh, Days of the New, News of the Day for the week of January 13th. Come back next week to hear part two in our series about Stained and learn about the biggest grifter in new metal not named Kid Rock, Mr. Aaron Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I almost had Nick write a song for this episode, but he refused to because it was so explicitly pornographic. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll make a mosh pit if I'm drunk enough one day. <laughs> it's really, yeah. It's, it's something that's been playing in my head over and over. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. I, I can't wait. And uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah, later on. Stay safe. Mosh pits.